In the 1970s, a group of researchers was assigned a simple task. Imagine you work for the KGB and you need to create a perfect surveillance system without creeping people out. And this is what I came up with. They predicted a widespread adoption of debit cards would be the best surveillance system within the constraint of not being obtrusive. And they were right. With a debit card, you're not thinking about surveillance. It's been sold to you as a convenient payment method, and yet it maintains a detailed record of your purchases with a precise location and time. This data can be sold and marketed by your provider, retailers and payment processors, or be collected by a three-letter government agency just in case they need to look at what you're shopping reveals about your personality. You know, for national security purposes. The surveillance capability of debit cards diminishes the anonymity of cash payments. This makes it easier for the government to collect taxes and eliminate black markets that heavily rely on cash precisely for its untraceability. But the success of such surveillance is only viable when anonymous options are no longer available. We will soon approach that reality as we are being transformed into a cashless society. An average pack of cigarettes in Australia costs about 40 Australian dollars. That's due to Australia's heavy tax on tobacco products, which is the highest in the world. But such high taxes incentivized unintended behavior. Australia struggles with a huge black market for smuggling cigarettes and there is a crime epidemic of stealing products from tobacco warehouses. The result is a massive tax evasion and organized crime, which the Australian government decided to deal with by cracking down on cash. It is now illegal to make or accept a payment or series of connected payments in cash in excess of 10,000 Australian dollars. Some are floating proposals to do away with the Australia's two highest denominations, the hundred and the fifty dollar bills. The goal is to squeeze the Jews out of the black market and starve out their businesses. Limiting cash payments and banning high-value banknotes is becoming a global trend. In France, the cap on cash transactions is only 1,000 euros and in Italy it's at 2,999.99. The European Central Bank has recently stopped issuing 500 euro notes, although they will remain accepted as a legal tender indefinitely. To put it in perspective, this little European project of replacing 500 euro banknotes is actually going to require covering 300 million euros in circulation and it will cost 600 million euros. In some countries, the war on cash gets much more brutal. India's Prime Minister Modi banned the use of 500 and 1000 rupee notes basically overnight, giving Indians 50-day grace period to return their notes. 1000 rupees may sound like much, but it only amounts to roughly $14. This was a catastrophic blow to the Indian economy and poor working people that relied on cash to receive wages and pay rents. The country's economic growth slowed down by 17% and Indian cities suffered from a massive exodus of up to 60% of migrant workers who fled the cities because there was not enough cash in circulation to replace the two highest denominations and pay their wages. Poor working people suffered the most from the Modi's plan, but his support was rock solid because he framed it as a strike against the corrupt elites in India. In fact, in all cases of eliminating high-value notes or posing caps on cash transactions, black markets and crime is always quoted as the main reason. However, a recent study conducted in the UK focusing on money laundering and terrorist financing revealed that regulated banks and accounting firms were the two biggest facilitators of illegal transfers and funding. Although cash ranked the third, banks were almost twice as likely to be involved in money laundering than cash. 
So as Elaine Owen from Bloomberg said, if illegal transactions are the reasoning for banning cash, then it only makes sense to ban banks and accounting firms first. It seems that living in a cashless society would be convenient for many, but an ordeal for others. Homeless people, charity workers, small retailers, cab drivers or casual workers getting paid in cash would suffer the most in a world with no physical currency. But there is a country closer to being a cashless society than any other country in the world and it's proving everyone wrong. Sweden. In Sweden, no high street bank in big cities handles cash anymore with 85% of the population banking online. Even paying for a coffee or a bus transfer requires mobile or card payment. Cash is so uncommon in Sweden that even homeless people carry credit card readers that are supplied to them by charity organizations. Donating to a church or splitting a restaurant check among friends that used to be a domain of cash is now a matter of using interperson payment apps. Going cashless is certainly going to have its benefits. Payments will be fast and convenient, theft will be basically non-existent, and tax collection will be easier and fairer. In the US, people without a bank account spend 5 to 9 minutes longer to get cash than average Americans. Theft of cash alone costs businesses $40 billion a year, which is more than credit card fraud, refund fraud, internet fraud and bad checks combined. Credit card fraud results in $16 billion in losses, affecting 15.4 million Americans, although this number is rapidly increasing year by year. Tax evasion is a huge problem in the United States. The IRS estimates an average tax gap between 2008 and 2010 to be $458 billion. This is the amount of tax revenue the IRS expected to be collected, but was not even reported. How much of this revenue is black market or financing illegal activities is unclear. But much of the tax evasion happens in plain sight. Recent investigations show that in total $2.6 trillion in profits is held offshore by the US Fortune 500 companies. This is achieved by abusing loopholes in foreign countries. Four jurisdictions, Bermuda, Ireland, Luxembourg and the Netherlands account for 63% of all profits from American multinational companies. Between 2008 and 2015, Apple earned $305 billion in revenue and paid only 5.8% in foreign tax and returned nothing in the US taxes. They were able to do this not by hiding their earnings in cash, but by shifting their profits through three Irish subsidiaries that are structured so that they are not residents of neither Ireland nor the United States because for tax purposes they are under foreign control. Living in a cashless society will represent a major change in economic dynamics. People will no longer have custody of their money. All that will be left for them is a mere claim that a number on their account balance belongs to them. But this claim only means as much as it can be enforced. During the Greece debt crisis in 2015, banks imposed a nationwide limit on cash withdrawals to 60 euros a day, essentially preventing people from accessing their savings in the name of protecting national economy. The capital controls that also prohibited foreign transfers were only lifted three years later. Cashless society will grant banks and card companies unaccountable and unchecked control over people's finances. There will be no choice but to accept their service on their terms. The effects will spill over into social and political realms as payment providers already ban their customers for speech or political positions. The existence of cash made it difficult for central banks to enforce monetary policies. During the Eurozone crisis, the European Central Bank resorted to charging negative interest rates on savings and deposits in order to discourage saving and boost spending. 
in theory. This strategy of quantitative easing didn't bring the desired results. When people started to lose interest on their life savings, it only incentivized them to spend less and save even more. People who wanted to avoid being charged for their savings could simply store their savings as cash in a safe. In a cashless society, this scenario would not be an option and central banks would always have an ultimate say over people's funds. Making all transactions electronically creates troves of data that can be used to track individual purchases or even macro-engineer economic behavior of an entire nation. Data is one of the most sought-after commodities in the world, and digital payments allow companies to track real identities and build profiles of shopping habits. For regular people, this will mean they will no longer be allowed to buy drugs, visit a pub, or buy a book anonymously. Gradually, we are being nudged into a cashless society. Banks are making it more inconvenient to use cash by closing down their branches or limiting cash withdrawals at counters and ATMs. In 2017, Visa ran a campaign where it wanted to reward $10,000 to 50 US-based businesses who go completely cashless. The resistance to cashless society is not all that futile. Germany is the leader of stubbornly holding on to cash. 80% of point-of-sale transactions are made in cash, and an average German carries over 100 euros in their wallet. Big supermarket chains only began introducing card payments in 2015, and tens of thousands of restaurants and shops are still cash only. Most Germans view cash as a means of freedom from government control and a way of preserving privacy and anonymity, which they are refusing to give up. Whether cashless society is an inevitable future still depends on the people's willingness to adopt it. Countries like Germany prove that a culture can defeat powerful interests of big corporations, governments and central banks. The key ingredient is to value freedom and privacy more than convenience and security. Kiss are out on the end of the road tour tonight. They are in Little Rock, Arkansas, and uh, there was an issue last week at their Cincinnati show. So the band was selling a special commemorative t-shirt highlighting the city of Cincinnati. The problem was that the $50 shirts had the city spelt wrong on them. They end an extra T. Hopefully, that's right. That's when you start. Channeling characters that were in the bar in Star Wars, remember that? I don't know. Take forever to start the song. You might get tastes like salt water and has all these minerals in the bottom. Let me do you a favor. If you're going to send me a voucher for some water, why don't you send me a voucher for some Aquafina water? So I went out and I purchased a whole bunch of comparable products, okay? We picked up all the different Wait, we got to start we again because I thought I was taping and I wasn't. Kyla Powers Radio. The 
water wars. Oh no. Disturbing video. I would like to first say as a disclaimer that everything that we are going to talk about in this video is my personal opinion. That being said, whether it's my opinion or it's a fact, it makes no difference. What I'm about to show you is going to blow you out of the water and you are never going to touch this product again. Have you ever heard of a bottle of water expiring? Now, I'm not talking about them printing an expiry date on the actual bottle of water. I am talking about the bottle of water going bad. Well, today, I'm going to show you ah. exactly that. All right, what are we going to talk about today? You know, I used to share this story that my mom used to be like, if the water had been poured like one or two days old, she would be like, I don't want that old water. I'm like, Mom, water does not go bad. But this apparently, if it's got like, you know, somebody's Oxycontin in it that they just chopped up like into a lot of little pieces, then it's probably not good for you. We're going to talk about Nestle Pure Life Water. This is the topic of discussion and how this brand of water can actually expire and go bad. Okay, so I got to give you a little bit of backstory on this. We were working, moving the cows yesterday. It is super hot outside. I told one of my staff to go and get some bottled water out of the fridge in the Christmas tree barn. He brought it back. We all sat down. We're all laughing and talking. We bust these things open. Everybody takes a slug of this, and people start spitting it out off the hay wagon we're sitting on. It's as salty as salty can be, and we're all thinking that someone played a joke. Well, the joke is on me and you. So we went back in and looked at these. Nobody had tampered with anything. All of them are sealed and unopened. But yet when you look inside the bottle, it is full of what looks like salt. Literally, you can tip the bottle and watch the sediment and salt cascade down the bottle. That is disgusting and blows me away in a big, big way. But the big concern for me is how can I purchase a bottle of water, whether it's sat for three days or three months, if I purchase it on day one and it's water, but I purchase it on day 90 and it's salty and horrible to the taste, what the f*** is that all about? Who's ever heard of water that expires? All right, so enough talking about it. I'm going to show it to you now. I'm going to run a series of clips right here that are going to show you the sediment, the salty minerals, whatever the hell it is in the bottles. But we're going to take a look at you guys. Natural spring water in my ass. What the f*** was that? I don't care what the excuse is for this product, okay? I don't care if you tell me that it sat for whatever period of time. I don't care if your rebuttal is that it sat out in the sun. On the actual bottle, it states, if you allow this product to freeze, sediment can form. That is a huge red flag for me. And what does Nestle have to say about this? Well, let's take a look at what their answer is when somebody sent in a comment relevant to the water doing this. <laughs> Oh no, are you serious? A free case of Halloween water. coming I'm early, y'all. Sure I'm sending you this message because I'm looking to get a $4.77 case of water sent to me via the mail or a voucher that allows me to go to the grocery store. I think the reason that I would be reaching out to Nestle to ask them why this is happening is so that you can justify or clarify why this product tastes like salt water and has all these minerals in the bottom. Let me do you a favor. If you're going to send Ah, uh, you're assuming that those are minerals. Like I said, you don't know that that you don't know what that is. That could be any of these pharmaceuticals that they chop up and and put in their own, you know, that it, it might be some kind of thing to tell you, you should cut your wiener off. You don't really need it. I mean, you don't even know what's in that. 
we know that they're putting stuff in food for mind control. Y'all, y'all, I just don't know what to tell you. But I just want to read some of the comments because that's kind of like a fun thing to do. So it says, Nestle is known for water grabbing. If you have to buy bottled water, make sure it's not Nestle. Don't buy Nestle products, period. You shouldn't drink water with fluoride in it in the first place. Take care, all. Wasn't Nestle the same one that wanted to own all the water on the earth? And somebody wrote, yes. And then somebody wrote, wouldn't you? And then somebody else wrote, uh, you need Jesus after that. I don't know what you have to do with that. But anyway, uh, good looking out. We need to expose companies like this. All they care about is money. Stop buying this crap. And then somebody put, this bleep should not even be in the stores. That's true. That's true. What I was going to say is if, if in their label it says that that water is purified or filtered and we know that it's got this sediment or unidentified, that could be anthrax. We don't know what the heck that is, okay? If we know that that, then that means that any water we see that says purified or filtered, to me that no longer means anything if this Nestle water got that label from the FDA. That's what that says to me. Uh, somebody else wrote, Serena S. wrote, Nestle pulls 1.5 million gallons of water from the Polk County in Central Florida Aquifer, which I believe is causing the deadly sinkholes nearby. Other people are agreeing with her. Uh, Randy Ramirez uh, agreed with her. Why am I reading these? Because you know what? I'm really tired of the voice of the people not being heard. And I know that a lot of these um, comments are trolls or, you know, Satanists with time on their hands. But look, I don't read those because I can tell which ones are pretty much tell which ones are fake. So let's continue with uh, some helpful stuff that people are leaving for each other to know, to warn people about. I should call. Maybe they got trouble at the station, huh? I don't know. Can't be the area or could it? Why are these guys loading stuff from the store looking like they're in the Taliban? I don't know. Who dresses like that? No, I think your story is very funny about her falling asleep. You said you were trying to talk to her. I kept saying the same thing. I kept saying the same thing. Now, if she wasn't asleep, she would have said something, wouldn't she? Right. What I'm stupid. <laughs> Maybe the sound of your voice in dull set tones does it. Yeah, but she didn't throw her granddaughter out, right? You sure you didn't want no coffee? If it's a, is it real good? Is it one to ten? Is it? Maybe you gonna have to put it the thing in the machine. Toilet the kind time. You want. And it might be toilet time. I am a human being with bodily functions. It's been known to happen.
damn football. force to keep you sharp four bottles giving away this month so if you want to become a patron there's ways to do so below now let's jump into the news first I want to tell people the best thing you can do um, for the next few days if you have extra time is go to 5gsummit.com I'll link it below and get access free access to the videos to learn about what 5g is doing to all of us great great uh interviews going on there it's been it started yesterday it goes through september 1st and this is everything from how total surveillance of the human domain is going to be absolutely possible by 5g already happening once it hits mobile once it hits everywhere um, then it's going to be so massive that we need to understand we are literally uh, becoming what is already happening in China with the social credit score system on a surveillance level of how they judge who you are, what you're doing, and what that means um, in your standing in society, and plus everything about health and 5G. So I'm going to get into a little bit of that at the end of the video, but please do go 5gsummit.com and watch it for free for the next few days, and you still have access to um, what's happening today I think through 10 a.m. tomorrow so you can go ahead and watch the videos that already played today the interviews 
like I said, I will talk more about that at the end of the video around just some simple tips you can do to help yourself with 5G right now. Now, um, one of the simple things for anybody who cares about uh, their lives online, if you are somebody who does um, uploads or does um, activism online, such as what I do, um, 5G actually gives you slower uploads. It's not, it's really, really fast downloads. They really want to give you the information, but they don't want you to be able to get the information out there. And that's just one small tidbit. But what I want today to talk about is a couple things. We're going to cover Epstein. We have 30 women in court today uh, giving testimony for the civil suits against Epstein and some extra stuff to do with MIT and other people being talked about in the Epstein cases. And then we're going to talk about um, Project um, the Robin Sage military uh, uh, trainings that are going to start on the 30th in North Carolina and they're going to go through the 12th of September. Very interesting, 9-11, the 12th, they're gonna end them on the 12th. This is 21 counties in North Carolina using volunteers uh, which they normally always do, um, but it's in 21 counties in North Carolina. And then we're going to talk about what's already happening right now is we have a UN, the biggest UN gathering in the United States happening right now in Salt Lake City. It's been going on since yesterday. I think it goes through tomorrow. And interestingly, they've already put out the pre, uh, pre it's called the pre, uh, before the before the summit actually happens, they put out a pre-conference draft of the post-conference outcome document, <laughs> okay? So they're already saying basically what's gonna come out of this uh, summit here happening in, Nor in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, okay? Salt Lake City, Utah, very interesting place to have a UN summit. And um, yeah, we'll get into that. So I'm going to read you what they're doing there huge NGO uh, uh, specifically for the NGOs and also absolutely all about Agenda 2030. They lay it out. They say this is our uh, sustainability goals. It's all about inclusivity. It's all about smart city technology. It's all about climate change control and the like. So That's where they got that name Sally Ride, get it? From the Space Challenger. She tried to ride, but then she died. Serious Oh! 
get on the good foot. just your mobile phones folks this is your homes if you have cable if you have uh, those kind of technologies it's likely connected to 5g and you want to go and have your settings changed back down to 2.4 okay at least there's that first let's jump in with I think we'll start with what's going on with the uh, with the North Carolina training so this uh, starts on the 30th and this is 21 counties okay and interestingly this is it's really about special ops training and what's interesting here folks is just that you know we saw jade helm we saw all the different things that come with domestic uh training here in the usa and the setting up of what they're training about now this is interestingly called the q course and this training has to do with training special ops but involves volunteers from the civilian um, population. And what they're doing here is using three heavily populated counties. This is Wake County, Cumberland County, and Union County in North Carolina, but there's many others. I'm gonna name them in a moment. And this is Operation Robin Sage. They've been doing this for many, many years, at least since 2002. And this has largely to do with insurrection type training, but they call their their fake country that they're in, you know that they're controlling these. It's like a counterinsurgency uh, training, and they call it Pineland, which I think is always very interesting. Pineland, the pine cone, the pineal gland. Um, you know, the pine cone is the uh, symbol for the pineal gland for our connection to spirit, but. So this is going on uh, starting the 30th to the 12th and the counties involved, okay, this is an environment of political instability with armed conflict. And so this is happening in real life communities and they are supposedly um, combating a armed, politically unstable population. And this is happening, I'm gonna name the counties here in North Carolina just for so people know. In Alamance, Anson, Cabarrus, Chatham, Cumberland, Davidson, Davie, Guilford, Harnett, Hoke, Lee, Montgomery, Moore, Randolph, Richmond, Robeson, Rowan, Scotland, Stanley, Union, and Wake counties in North Carolina. Now, um, what's important I think to notice here is that we we often get these FF situations that happen around times where we have military trainings and this is an extensive 12-day training in North Carolina North Carolina is of course the we love the military state it's 
a massive amount of North Carolina. Um, this is generated out of Fort Bragg, which is the PSYOPs um, center of the US military. And we wanna beware. We just wanna beware. It encompasses 9-11. There is some interesting dates here this year with the, uh, with the Robin Sage. Now, interestingly enough, in 2009, we had a couple of supposed white hat engineers um, who made a, an online presence of a fake character called Robin Sage, who pretty much just put this character, Robin Sage, they took the video of her, the, the, the image they used of her, I think from a porn website, and tried to infiltrate, just put her out on social media to see could they get uh, people to try to connect with her, with her points of view, that she was sort of a cyber hacker. She was um, for, uh, you know, all these different um, anarchic type things. And so it's interesting that that's connected with this. Um, I don't know that it has any bearing now. However, we, sh we should be aware that this operation is happening in the United States. Very interestingly, while the Hong Kong um, upheaval is going on, while the Chinese are amassing enormous troops uh, to possibly invade Hong Kong, we have the people from Hong Kong disabling um, facial recognition uh, apparatus uh, that are embedded in the different places all across the city. We have them being beaten by gangs that are comparable to the um, uh, comparable to what we might have here with the um, M13 gangs, they have their, their own gangs there and they've identified them as these white shirted gangs. And I've told you in the past that we have these gangs in Hong Kong going and beating. We think they're the police putting down the protesters, but actually they're hired uh, absolute crime syndicates that are going out and attacking the Hong Kong protesters. Now, I think it's very important that we watch what's going to happen here because Hong Kong is living under a, I think it was a 99 year lease of this, uh, you get to be a free zone that's coming up again, you know, in, in another 20 years or so, or maybe 30, you know, 29 years where we're going to see that these people are saying, no, we're not going to live like China. The reason they're disabling the facial recognition software, they're going against um, the, um, the Chinese social credit score system, the total surveillance state there, is because they're saying we aren't the Chinese, uh, we're not uh, part of the, the dictatorship and you're not going to do that to us. Now we should be learning that here because we saw it in the Yellow Vest movement too in Europe and in France where the same thing was happening. They were disabling the cameras they were saying, no, we're not going to just be in this surveillance uh, state that you then get to jail us and arrest us for, um, for protesting the government. Now, so that's happening uh, again through the 30th to the 12th. And now let's jump over to the UN and then I'll get to Epstein after that and then I'll get to the 5G stuff after that. But so the UN is having a the biggest UN meeting on US soil uh, ever, I believe, and it's the 68th Civil Society Conference. This is the Agenda 2030 conference involving NGOs to be involved in all over the world, but very interestingly here in Salt Lake City, 
to get the U.S. on board here with this um, smart city technology, with the um, sustainability goals of the U.N. Now, this, of course, plays into the opportunity zones I've talked so much about. It's so important to understand these opportunity zones are involving big tech, hugely big tech with AI to um, upgrade these areas to make them completely in surveillance lockdown and smart grid uh, controlled. Now, this again plays into the 5G summit. It plays into the fact that this smart grid lockdown is going to control how much energy you, we use, who we are, where we go, how we travel, and where we're allowed to go outside of the cities. They're getting ready for megalopolises, massive, huge cities with 25 million people or more where they want to prevent you from leaving those areas. It is the Hunger Games Society. And then watch you 24-7, wherever you go, being controlled um, on a smart grid with, of course, uh, 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 the, the cars that are completely run by the grid. You're getting paid through your insurance to use your car less. Uh, it's all coming down. So this is, uh, they're, they're focused on the 11th goal of the, um, the sustainability, the, the United Nations sustainability goal uh, achievements here that they're going for. The 11th goal, okay. So this is cities and community actioning, uh, action, emerging technologies and innovation, civil society partnerships, and the UN. Now, I'm going to talk about, um, I want to talk about uh, specifically what this means. Now, all the pictures they show for this conference, interestingly enough, are pictures of mostly women wearing hijabs, okay? This is reality. Like, you look it up, and the pictures that first come up with inclusivity have to do with women wearing hijabs. Um, it's all about, um, uh, you know, the replacement migration scenario. And they, as I said, put out a pre-conference draft of the post-conference outcome document. Now, it, it starts out saying, we, the 68th United Nations Civil Society Conference, adopt this document to advance the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. Goal 11, make cities and human settlements inclusive, safe, resilient, and sustainable by 2030. And this includes equitable prosperity, we know what that means, redistribute the wealth, and um, environmentally sustainable spaces, which means smart cities. <laughs> what is that again? Pimple Papa Secret Shop. No one stops it. We're keeping rocking. On Tyler Power Radio. What is she doing? I don't understand. I just got such a random personality. I don't know anybody else like her. I don't think I can handle it if I find out that they even exist. And what if they're black? What if they're black? They don't make them in black. How do you know? I just never seen it. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Have you seen her butt? Who hasn't? She is black. 
like her better when she's depressed. I don't want to see her smiling and like big random characters that I've never seen in my life and a black person. I really don't. It's very uncomfortable. I don't like it when she does these voices. I can hear it in my dreams and it's not even like mind control or anything. She's just doing it. I know she's doing it. Now I'm going to read you um, from their document that I was just said the pre-conference draft of the post-conference outcome document. <laughs> so before there's the end of the conference, they already have the draft of what they want us to say or understand or what what's already going to happen. It's 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 the um it's just predefining, okay, what is already in motion. And this is just to lock it down, just to say we had the conference and we're already doing this. We did it at Google Camp, we did it at Bilderberg, we did it um, at the Allen and Company meetups. We've done all of this in advance, and now we're locking it down with the UN conference with all the regular folk that are all excited to be part of some progressive cool thing to stop climate change in the uh, Salt Lake City, Utah gathering. So this is what they affirm. It says, without, ra- without active recognition of the challenges we face, in the quest for sustainable, inclusive cities and communities, we will accomplish nothing. So we affirm, therefore, one, the importance of inclusivity and respect for human rights, recognizing that sustainable cities and communities must foster opportunities for all, regardless of age, gender, race, sexual orientation, religion, socioeconomic status, disability, or any other factor, including societal or individual traditions and value. Two. The need for immediate and effective action in response to the climate change crisis, noting that it poses a grave threat today, not only to the sustainability of human society, but to life itself, especially in coastal communities and other vulnerable places. Furthermore, the window for effective action is closing rapidly, right? How many times do we have to hear Beto say, uh, it's only 12 years you know, uh, AOC, 12 years, we only have 12 years left. So folks, I think we can pretty much plan. They're planning to inundate the coasts on 20, at 2030. Um, I will, there's a great book. Um, there's a guy who seems to be a globalist out of UC Davis. Okay, big globalist center there around the climate change stuff. His name is Kim, I can't even remember his name, but he has a book called... Um, I think it's called 2145 and it's about how they now live in these like New York City is you know 30 feet underwater at least and they they've created this whole new zone. I'll link his book below. But so I think we can expect they're they're planning to inundate the 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 coasts. And we know that we're going into a global um uh, uh, cold period. We're going into the opposite of global warming. Uh, what we're seeing with right now, um, I'm in a place that's fairly warm this time of year and it is cool. It is cool for, for August. We usually have our dog days right now and which means hot, you're hot. No, it's cool. Um, cold nights. Uh, we're golding, going into a global cooling period. So anyway, Um, It goes on more and more from there. Um, The need to recognize peace as a fundamental component of sustainable societies. Um, Not only the absence of war and strife, but the active presence of justice, security, 
social stability, inclusivity, accessibility, and lives lived in harmony with one's neighbors and the Earth's ecosystems. And it goes on and on and on. Now, they talk about the need for absolute digital literacy. Everyone must be online. Um, the central roles of um, the 2030 Agenda and its 17 social um, sustainability goals and the Paris Agreement on Climate Change. So we live in a country where President Trump has taken us out of the Paris Climate Change Accord, the climate peace, excuse me, the Paris Agreement on Climate Change. And they are in our country right now, okay, tons of all of these UN reps and NGOs talking about the localization, they say it specifically, the central role of cities and communities in the localization, that is like, that is like absolutely key of the 2030 agenda in its 17 goals and the Paris Agreement on Climate Change. So, what the heck, okay? What the heck? We have some, we supposedly have gotten out of the Paris Accords and yet we have a massive, the biggest UN gathering ever on American soil specifically saying we need to adhere to the Paris Agreement on Climate Change? Huh. Well, that's very curious, don't you think? I think so. And so with that in mind, I think I might move on to the 5G Summit here and just say that they want to limit, of course, our freedom. That's what it comes down to. That is the key. Limit our freedom. It means not being able to go where you want, not being able to use the energy you want. We're not talking about that you personally can't go and uh, burn rubber tires in your backyard. We're talking about that you can't heat the home the way you want. You can't um, use as much electricity as you want. You can't drive a car where you want to go um, and you must accept whatever they deem is going to be the uh, migration, uh, reconfiguration of any community that the UN decides it wants to do. That is what they're doing here with smart technology by Google and by um, all the other massive uh, technocrats. So looking at the 5G summit and what we find out with this, we know that we have things like just basic things you can do. Okay, these are basic. One, okay, your Wi-Fi. Many, 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 most homes, I would wager, that are watching probably are already geared and connected to a 5G source. How do you know? Because I saw it. Actually, no, she's doing, she's doing her character. What? You mean she could get paid for that? It's not fair. I can't stand it. It's not fair. She's having such good time living a miserable life. She must, she must know the Lord. No, she didn't. And she doesn't believe in what? 
because she's black. <laughs> It will help you sleep better, for one thing, but it will help to just ward off from your immediate space the harmful effects of the way out of control millimeter waves. This is way different, okay, than 4G. This is a totally different ball game. So go back down to 2.4, and if I can, I won't be able to do it probably for this video, but in the future I'm hoping I can give you specific directions to do so. And then the other thing is that, um, Turn your Wi-Fi off at night, absolutely. If you can, turn off the electricity in your house. 5G is the next level um, brain interference, okay? Absolute entrainment of our minds to a simulated, dictated, uh, entering our consciousness information system. Now, you can turn that off by turning your Wi-Fi off at night. That will help you immensely. You can also turn your electricity off at night. You can go and shut down um, your, you know, go to your, to your board that has all of your connections and just turn them all off. That's another way because there's tons of dirty electricity. Now, they want to make our electricity, uh, they want to make all of our energy electric. Why is that? Electric, electric energy is not, it, it, for one thing, it's not sustainable. It's worse than petroleum-based energy systems. It is worse for the environment. It's worse, they're, they're trying to say that uh, carbon smog is the worst thing that could happen to the planet. No, the worst thing that can happen to every living thing on this planet is that everything goes electric and we have electric smog everywhere. Plus we have the detritus, the, we have the waste of electric-based energy, all of the batteries, all of the um, massive, pollution that comes out of the technology of electricity. It's so different. Oil-based energy is much simpler. It's your, um, it's your car, you know, that is uh, gas-powered. It's your um, combustion engine versus complex systems using, uh, using rare earth minerals that, that all of these machineries do not decompose. They certainly do not. And it is an absolute farce and a scam, this carbon-based uh, pollution scenario they were throwing at us. So we can take it upstairs. We can take it up. Maybe the flies won't get it. Flies won't get it. Yeah, they will. What we got in the back? Nothing. So if you bring down the bottles, I'll bag out the bottles. Okay, okay. Leave the cans and tell you to bring them in the house. Sounds like a deal to me. got nothing in the back that'll go up. I got something about to come up. What is that? The stuff we're supposed to take back to home people. Oh. I did? Yeah. No, no. I, I, just in case we got to fix that tile. Just in case we got to fix that one tile upstairs. We still need that. Okay. I'm not going to continue on with that. I'm going to put you back at the 5gsummit.com and I want you to go there and watch the videos. Absolutely. Uh, one thing they know absolutely with 5G is that people who are diabetic and people who aren't yet can become diabetic because it absolutely messes with your blood sugar. So you really want to support your blood sugar. 
And the one of the best ways you do that is exercise, but not at the gym. Okay, the gym is hardwired with massive amounts of dirty electricity. Okay, walking on the treadmill, you're just, you're literally part of that whole electric mode. You want to get outside in nature, specifically off the street, on a walking trail if you can, and you want to walk in nature or in the park if you're in the city. You want to jog, you want to run, you want to get your um, metabolism in motion. That's going to help a lot with the electro smog. Um, and okay, so then I'm just going to finish up here with Epstein. Now we had 20, we had 30 women in court today. You don't hear about it all. The news is barely talking about it. 30 women testified in front of Judge Berman today in New York about their um, uh, sexual abuse at the hands of Epstein and company, and it's barely being talked about. Now we know three of these women are being represented by Lisa Bloom, Gloria Allred's daughter, who is like, these are Clintonites to the extreme, and they're all infuriated that Epstein is dead. Now, folks, I still wager to say that Epstein is not dead. There's no way he's dead. I do not believe it for a second. Um, I do believe that he is alive and well. Um, and that we have A.G. Barr saying, oh, yes, it does look like suicide. But we still have the I.G. report um, that is supposedly still looking into the cause of death or the circumstances around the cause of death. And meanwhile, we still are waiting for the broader IG report, which is supposedly coming out in September for the bigger, all the bigger stuff, but Epstein is huge. Now, one thing that's come out is that MIT, um, the Media Lab, which is this massive lab that delves, delves into everything AI, everything social media, and also um, the Laboratory for Social Machines, very connected to the Obama White House, very connected to Obama players, very connected to um, uh, Saudi Arabia and um, uh, Bin Salman. He has been implicated as accepting over $800,000 in funding from Epstein, and he is being asked to step down. A lot of people are saying, no, don't make him step down. Uh, but he was definitely a good friend. This is Joy Ito. He is the president of this company. He's in charge of Media Labs, the director. And he has been a close personal friend traveling with Epstein to all of his homes and accepting tons of money from him. And we know Epstein was wanting to get into both, not wanting to, he is deep into both genetics, artificial, uh, you know, AI, but also everything to do with the transhumanist agenda of genetically created humans, uh, the bio bags, the labs, the whole thing, and how the interface between human and machine is going to uh, become the new norm in the future. And so Joy Ito is under attack for um, his involvement with Epstein at MIT and um, social media, social the Laboratory for Social Machines is also implicated. We also have Jean-Luc Brunei. This has been all over the place, Brunel. He was partnered with Epstein with uh, the modeling agency, procuring tons of girls from his uh, very flush lifestyle. And we have now Paris, we have France, a whole movement called um, Innocence and Danger. 
um, urging that the French government in, get involved to probe the abuses of the girls under the Epstein Empire that happened in France. Easy, breezy, beautiful, cover girl. She thinks she's a cover girl! I'm not looking anything, in case you haven't found out. I'm messy, but I'm a germaphobe, okay? And nothing goes in here, okay? Not even the doctor thing that he uses to press your tongue down goes in there. Especially not instruments that I don't know where it's been. I'm not making anything up. Do you understand that? You can have a little fantasy of what you'll never get. I gotta start reserving my energy. Keeping this contact in is taking all my it's taking all my energy reserves right now. I'm defying my anemia. I'm gonna use my talent to defy anemia. My anemia wants me incapacitated in the backseat. But there's also something else there. The joy. The joy. The joy. No. If I can't use whatever alcohol you're talking about in cooking, it's not worth it. It doesn't exist for me. It's like car oil. Excuse me, I don't drive. What's wrong with Lana Del Rey? She's complaining to a Fiona Apple truck. Injections that they put in my nerves And just about giving me a fear Every time he licks my lips up It's with fake tears oh! And the living is easy Pleasure's jumping Is that the end? That's how it ended? A lot of people asking about the Mother of Souls concert. We were broadcasting a bunch of times. It was a spectacular show. Maybe you heard it live. Oh, these people can be on the radio. I know. I can be on the radio. You can tell Mumford & Sons was having a blast. Not just the crowd. You may remember... Everybody. Even like the small rodent population that was hiding in the background getting a free concert on. They were even like really enjoying it. And they weren't even on drugs. Let me tell you. These little... Grasshoppers and gophers are just losing their cookies over Oh, wait, he's going to give us. Oh, oh, we're going way back in time. Back to the origins. Can you use RFK, JFK, and MLK in a song? I can do it. I can do it. Without mentioning him by name, but alluding to civil rights. Yes, I can do it. Why does, why does it have to be bloody? I found out the meaning of bloody, by the way. This is the hoedown. 
tonight. Imagine if she cares like that. Maybe not. Oh. Yeah. Can you imagine Frankenstein? This is like his anthem. I just mean, I don't know where I got the thought, but I was just ready. If he knows the song, what if it was this song? Wouldn't that be like the weirdest thing ever? I could see it. Background. Does he sing his own background? This is not my favorite one. It's not my favorite one, but it's a good one. It's a good one. If I was doing a show, maybe I'd put it on. We know who Alex Jones works for, but he's talented, and uh, ironically, somebody's letting him say a lot of the stuff other people won't say. So I haven't heard him in a while. I'm really recording this for myself, just seeing uh, the narrative and what he's trying to say, and uh, we can talk about it. President Bush and President Obama and others should have done this long before me. My life would be much easier, although I enjoy doing it, but my life would be much easier if I just said, let China continue to rip off the United States, all right? It'd be much easier, but I can't do that. We are winning against China. They've lost two and a half million jobs in a very short period of time. They want to make a deal. It's got to be a deal that's good for the United States. When they want to make a deal, probably we will make a deal. But if I didn't do that, and I'm not doing this. Somebody said it's Trump's trade war. This isn't my trade war. This is a trade war that should have taken place a long time ago by a lot of other presidents. Over the last five or six years, China's made $500 billion. $500 billion. Ripped it out of the United States. And not only that, if you take a look, intellectual property theft. Add that to it. And add a lot of other things to it. So somebody, excuse me, somebody had to do it. I am the chosen one. Somebody had to do it. So I'm taking on China. I'm taking on China on trade. And you know what? We're winning because we're the piggy bank. We're the one that all these countries, including the European Union, wants to rob and takes advantage of. European Union, $200 billion. China, more than $500 billion. Sorry. Uh, I was put here. I was put here by people. I was put here by people to do a great job. And that's what I'm doing. And nobody's done a job like I've done. Now, would China rather wait for a little more than a year and try and get sleepy Joe Biden to negotiate with instead of President Trump? Maybe, but I don't think so. You know why? They're losing too many jobs too fast. They had the worst year in 27 years, but I think it was actually 52 or 54 years. It's the worst year they've had in a half a century. And that's because of me. And I'm not proud of that. But you know what? They want to negotiate. And Sleepy Joe doesn't have a clue. Sleepy Joe said, oh, China's wonderful. Well, China is wonderful for China. But I'm wonderful for the USA. So refreshing to hear a statesman in office telling it like it is and straight shooting. 73 years old. Never seen anything like it. The precision, the commitment. Yes, Trump is the chosen one. We're all chosen to fulfill our destinies if we choose to take those destinies in our hands. And 
Uh, Trump is delivering the country out of the globalist bondage, and they're fighting like the devil to keep their entire system in place right now. And this country is in a fight, and you just heard Trump with China that is trying to keep the Democrats in power and openly is their main financier through U.S.-based Chinese companies. And I can tell you, it's being looked at as a national security issue, and more and more it's being realized that the globalists sold the country out to China, not just economically, but politically and culturally, and that this is treason. That's exactly what his mission is, is to turn that around. It's your mission. It's my mission if you choose to accept it. We'll be back more on the other side of the information war. And all of you have chosen to tune into this broadcast and spread the word. It's Thursday, August 22nd, 2019. I intend to open the phones up again today and take a lot of calls. We're doing a pretty good job at that. And I intend to have uh, several special guests here in studio uh, as well, and some that will be over Skype from Europe. We also have our reporters filing a whole bunch of amazing videos uh, that we're going to be posting at InfoWars.com and uh, playing some today from Hong Kong, which really is the epicenter uh, of the CHICOM uh, attempt to invade into the South China Sea uh, and take islands from the Philippines, Japan, uh, you name it. And it is a military flashpoint. Uh, the Chinese are threatening to invade as early as this next week. And so our reporters are there on what? the ground. And I will just also let you know that we're going to have some other special guests from Hong Kong uh, coming up oh my God, next week. But I'm not going to announce who those people are going to be uh, until they are in country. So let's just stop right there. Hmm. And I come in here and I look at all this news and I've got all this research and all these clips and I try to sit back and ask myself, what really is the biggest story of our age and that's unfolding right now? And it's undoubtedly the global awakening and that people are not buying what the government is saying anymore or buying what corporations are saying anymore, but they're going past that. They're actually going out and researching and finding out for themselves. And all the attempts of Google and all the attempts of Facebook and the technocrats to suppress this are going to fail one way or another, and they are failing. In fact, all the censorship has only made people that much more apprehensive about mainstream news. And, and so when you get attacked by it, it has a buoying effect to a great extent. Now, there are zombie-like hordes out there that come in every shape, color, and size of our fellow humans who are believing the propaganda and have gone into just apoplexy. Uh, they are just completely beside themselves and getting more and more radical by the minute. And so to a certain extent, the globalist venom is working. But it's only working in the most low IQ, weak-minded people. Or those that are manipulating those people and feeding off of them. And I have a spectrum uh, of these reports here. You can't turn on a television or open a newspaper or go online, whether you've got a droid or an iPhone, it's just apples force-feeding you. Oh, Obama's Harvard professor says Trump's a racist. Boy, that's original. Or uh, this politician said it or this movie star. Who cares? It's so obvious the movies, the culture is trying to start a race war. And then you get the internal transcript last week. Uh, out of the New York Times, 
And they're saying, we're going to pivot from Russia. That's flat-footed. That's not true. We're going to go to race. But then the head of the New York Times says, but you got to be nuanced, okay? can't just call them a Nazi or a racist. You've got to find something and then build off of that. And so Trump says, man, these Jews sure are betraying Israel. Working with people like Tlaib and everybody that literally want to blow it off the face of the earth. And they turn that around. Did you hear the anti-Semitic statement? So support for Israel and its existence is now anti-Semitic. This is upside down world. And you've got the extreme right and the extreme left that are really the same people obsessing over Israel constantly and, and, and applying mythical leprechaun powers to Israel the and then acting Israel. like Netanyahu runs the world. The Meanwhile, it's the Rothschilds who are globalist leftists, Jews, who are now trying to overthrow Netanyahu. I mean, you cannot make this up. But then all the moron Nazis and all the moron leftists get mad at me because I support the existence of Israel. Israel has hundreds of nuclear weapons. It's not going anywhere. Israel's the most stable place in the Middle East. Israel has more human rights than all those countries. Saudi Arabia doesn't take one Palestinian in or one refugee. And I'm sick of it. And the same playbook been run against Israel about open your borders, let everybody in to have free stuff has been run against us. You know, I sat there in the break room what was it, Monday evening, and, and with my mouth hanging open during that press conference with, with the four horsemen of the Democratic apocalypse, <laughs> crying and whining, and, and, oh, my mother needed to hospital. She was in Palestine, or my grandmother, and they wouldn't let her in for free health care. <sighs> so you want to blow the country up, and, and then, but it's got to give you some free stuff. But then in your wonderful Palestinian place, you can't even put two and two together and you basically live in a dictatorship. And then Saudi Arabia won't take one of you in and Jordan won't take you in and Egypt won't take you in. And why is that? Because every time you look at who's starting these rebellions and these attacks, it's Palestinians because they don't even exist, folks. They're just people that migrated into that area and want to take it over. It's just, a, it's a made up thing. And so everybody's tried to bully me to attack Israel and tried to bully me. No, I'm going to support Israel now more because you tell me I can't. It's sick. And of course, Israel has all its own corruption, all its own problems, has staged false flags against us, uh, working with the U.S. government and has had lots of problems. So is our government, so is the Italian government, so is the Russian government. But fetishizing, attacking Israel and hating it, people go, well... They're never going to be able to convince everybody that America is racist and apartheid and have a race war. Well, really? They're successfully doing it with the left. The average leftist hates Israel. It's a litmus test. Are you for killing babies? Are you for uh, sterilizing young kids? The whole trans agenda. And do you hate Israel? I've never been to Israel. And I've got all these subjects to get into, but I've got a lot of news out of Israel. But I just think about... Talib talking about her grandmother. I never got to the clip. We're going to play it later. And she's crying, and it's so fake. And Israel's just a way to see this picture. A Rosetta Stone, a skeleton key, as I call it. Because it's the left. Their religion is that they're victims. It's like all these people that attempt suicide constantly for attention. 
It's one thing you've got bone cancer and you're in incredible pain and don't want to spend all your money, all your family's money on it and don't want to, you know, go through all the pain. You shove a gun in your mouth and blow your head off. Hey, that's your life. It's, you know, I, I don't judge you. I, I understand that. But all these people that constantly are attempting suicide and constantly whining about what victims they are. And I look at the four horsemen, these parasites that hate America and tell us how bad we are all day. And then fetishize saying Israel shouldn't exist. And then when Israel doesn't let her in, she whines and cries about her grandmother and how her grandmother deserves all this free health care that, 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 that she thinks is in Israel. And again, Israel is just a microcosm of all of this. And the point is, there's a fight over who controls Israel. There's a fight over who controls America. There's a fight over who controls Europe. And it's not a fight between Germans and Jews, or between Mexicans and Russians, or between Chinese and Japanese. It's a fight between evil and good. In your family, it's a fight between good and evil. In your relationships, in your business, in your life, at your church, there's a struggle in the universe between good and evil. And there are ideologies that are evil. There are systems that are evil. There are groups and gangs and organizations that are evil. And they take countries over. Just like Hitler took over Germany. Or Stalin and, and Lenin took over Russia. And when you get evil in charge of a group of people, you got a problem. And Israel's had plenty of evil people that have ran it. But again, it goes back to a fight between good and evil, and real evil is about to get turned loose on the planet. The devil's making his move, and everybody better decide which side you're on. And the cop-outs, the cop-outs here, you know, you don't see anybody trying to get to Somalia for the free health care, where women are still sold as sex slaves. I mean, the four horsemen are, are in the news. They won't say a word about more uh, Muslim countries uh, passing laws like the West Bank, like the West Bank, uh, to to basically kill gays. The left won't say a word about that to those women because they're all hypocrite pigs. We'll be back with a bunch of other news. Stay with us. Welcome back. I'm Alex Jones, your host on this Thursday global edition of the transmission. I didn't mean to go off on a jag about Israel. It's just that I meant to cover that on Monday and Tuesday with the four horsemen. Uh, parade and then now they're back in the news and, and not telling folks that in the West Bank they kill you if you're a homosexual but liberal gays don't care about that they just don't want to be called homosexuals see how it works yeah it's like apocalypse now we drop napalm on women and children but the brass won't let us write cuss words on the side of the airplane it's the same thing it's like, use the words I say but kill me if you're a Muslim that's a good bring in the Muslims but Call me a homosexual, you've not used the proper word I tell you to use. And it's the alliance of the left with the most radical orthodox forms of Islam. And then they lecture us how we're oppressive and homophobic and all this. And I'm just done. It's all a hoax. It's all a lie. And I know everybody knows that, but they've cut us out of the infrastructure of information so that whether you're Alex Jones or you're just Sally Soccer Mom that's conservative or nationalist, you're being silenced. You're being curtailed. They admit they're doing it. And it's real authoritarianism. And then I see Trump up there. We just played two and a half minutes up at the start of the show. I'm, I'm going to play a short clip of it again right now. And, and then even more of the press conference later. Because it's just he's getting better and better. I'm sorry. 
And I told you he wasn't going to do the expanded background checks. I told you that was meant to take the wind out of their sails and shut them down. And now that's been shelved. And it doesn't mean Trump's perfect. But my Lord, do they hate the fact he's in there and he's stabilizing and trying to build the economy. And they are trying to wreck it all right now. This country is at war with a globalist system. And Trump just said in the press conference this morning and yesterday that we are at war with China. We've been at war for 30 plus years. They've been kicking the living snot out of us. He said they pull 500 billion out, he said, over the years. Uh, that's the one thing he said that made his statement 99% accurate. It's 900 billion a year, 500 billion trade deficit, another 400 billion estimated in stolen intellectual property. Everybody knows that. And it's all one-sided and it's not fair. And you don't hear a word out of the left, again, about China that uh, makes Hitler look like an amateur. I'm just seeing my reporters right there at the edge of the bridge and across it is communist China and hundreds of thousands of troops and, and massing military. And it just gives me butterflies to think we're that close to war with these monsters. And the Washington Post and others have big headlines and articles about how Xi's gonna destroy Trump to save America. That's sick. And then the left now, in their own publications and on the street, are, are championing Z. That's how much they hate America, folks. And it makes me really sad to know that a third of our population has been totally brainwashed to hate their own country. They have no idea how savage China is, how evil it is, how if somebody's old, they just leave them on the side of the street to die in many areas. If, if somebody gets hurt, nobody helps them. It's savage. Taiwan's not like that. Hong Kong's not like that. And they're Chinese because they're the people that fled Mao. And they were under British rule that compared to the Chai Coms was heavenly. And the people are alive and vibrant and, and cool. I mean, you meet people from Hong Kong and Taiwan, it's like a totally different brand of person. Exceptional compared to what you get under the communist system from just two generations. They have mobile execution vans in every city where you don't even go to a jail cell. They just cut your organs out. And, and they've been human cloning for 30 years. It's in the medical journals. Now it's all out. Just as I told you, growing humans inside cows. Because you can grow up a bigger humanoid that's got the organs. Oh, God. And just like the movie The Island, they put all this out in the open. They found you, they try to grow organs by themselves. They don't thrive. It's got to have a brain, a nervous system attached to it. So they're growing whole humans. Been doing it a while. A lot of the organs coming out of China are cloners. And this is all coming out. And the Albert Einstein Institute and the Rockefellers and Epstein that ran it are obsessed with underground cloning programs and underground vaccine programs. Look it up. We're not in Kansas, folks. I know I say that a lot. We're not in Kansas anymore, okay? And there's a race to surveil, a race to control, a race to censor, and a race to just absolutely wipe out the human community, teach us that the word mother and father is bad. Our 
women see ads that say, we're looking for strong women, are banned because they say it's hateful. You're like, that's insane. Exactly. But you see, it's here. Alex Jones last year, RNC now, and Mitch McConnell and all them, even though he's censored, they still can't find their huevos for their own children's future and are still not acting. Trump's acting on China because it's the main system that the globalists parlayed our power into, and they're then using it to suck the energy out of the U.S. for their world government. And I know I harp on this because you notice the president's listening, the culture's listening, what's left of the Pentagon's listening. And if we don't recognize just how overrun we are and how almost completely captured we were and how we're fighting for our lives with our valiant president. Look, when I receive instruction from Home Depot, I'm following directions. I don't want it to come out jacked up in people's saying, I didn't follow directions. All right, we're going upstairs. All right, keys. I never randomly turn it on when Dave is singing, Don't drink the water! That's what I've been waiting for, but he never sings it. Is he smoking something or he's digging in his nose on the left? I don't want to know where. I think we're going to make it. Of course it's going off. Just as I do. Oh, they turned this off. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, I got that uh, flute with Mac B going on. You come from the street. Harry Chapin, I never would have suspected too long to get to it, honey. You gotta tell me your problems in five minutes or I can't. No, Ted, I can't right now. Here's this other kid. We'll give you all the cool tracks. You can't screw that up, can you? I'm waiting to find my personality. I can't. I don't know what's programmed into me. No, no. Go back. Not forced to. Come on. 
I was never into that complaining music. My mom was like, you know, I don't know. But black people will be hearing that already. They complain about black people complaining. So like, but they never, all these like whiny white people rock songs. Nobody ever thinks, nobody thinks that's complaining, you know? People are like, turn it up, turn it up. They go down, What's this? I need medication. You know, like when people sing like that. I need medication. You know, when people like do that, nobody ever says to those people, suck it up. Just get over it. Nobody ever says that. They let them whine. They let them scream, jump around, do drugs. For some reason, nobody has a high bars that for them. Now, um, we'll look more into him. People have been already online, and we'll go on from there. But we need to understand that this Epstein thing brings everyone together. Everyone should be out on the streets, literally enraged about this so-called Epstein death, this so-called we don't know what happened. Um, it is absolutely ridiculous, and it shows the, how much they've stolen our mental freedom, our capacity to be enraged, to feel passion about what happens to us, what's happening around us. Um, and that's the entrainment of these technologies is to dull our passions. They literally do dull them with the frequency used. They pay attention. They know your dopamine responses. Um, they know how to shift the frequencies in order to dull you down and numb you out. So it really behooves all of us to spend less time on them. Um, it, it can't be this thing that we just we're that's it now we're just slaves to the to the device no the way that you get yourself back is to limit your time on the device and then build 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 up your cellular health your genetic health um, and your um, connection to the earth and nature and of course your connection to God is so so important here so I think I'll leave it there always more to say um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to leave that for tomorrow. Folks, great to be back with you today. Again, if you want to support the channel, can do so below. Um, become a patron. Um, check out, you know, if you do, there's, um, at, at the end of each month, um, well, the beginning of each month, I always offer, um, a gifting to, um, patrons of DNA Force, Female Force, and also brain force this month it's going to be a nice giveaway two bottles of, of dna force three bottles of female force four bottles of brain force <laughs> that's my little plug getting to the end of the month but folks the most important part is that we're free and that we need to absolutely insist on your individual freedom you need to get outside in nature get away from all the g's and get with yourself in your spirituality and in your connection to god and foster uh, whether it's meditation prayer uh, your community whatever it is that reestablishes your humanity it's more vital now than ever so go to 5gsummit.com i'll link it below and i will see you tomorrow you are free 
feminist as, oh, you're never going to be anything, let's block whatever can happen of your career working at Walmart or wherever you're going to get hired. No. I don't want to run through the motions. I sleep just fine. In fact, I slept the greatest I ever slept last night. And you never came across me. My thoughts, not one. Oh. Oh, well, that's fine. See, y'all should have listened when they said that. If a guy is telling you that kind of thought, he wants you to be with his friends. Like, sounds like kind of like a sex orgy. I'm not really, I'm not into that. Ooh. Every time I turn it goes on. Katrina from Katrina and the Waves, and this is original VJ. You don't sound old, though. You sound Honestly, young. I can't believe he's licensed to do this. When did you come here? The original VJs. Serious XM's wow. Big 80s on 8. Wow. Dearly beloved, we're gathered here today. To simulate a celebration that probably shouldn't happen, and we'll, after we will think it's Mandela affected. Because this person shouldn't be married to this person. That's when I'll see you next. Come on, Prince. I don't have time for this. Get to it. What a red highlight in you? And that's perfectly fine. I can rock out by myself! You better listen to Weezer. I can have a party in my own pants! If they're coming back, then I think I'm weird. Got to pull a Luke Skywalk on him. So bored. Hey, you trying to get up in here? Hi. Yes, I'm the daughter. Are you ready to come? Where? To the new car. Are you kidding? No. There's a new car? He wants to get a new one. Are you serious? He doesn't want to go over there right now, so I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go and take a walk. Okay. Let's go. happening and globalism beginning to get on the retreat on its heels we're rallying back bloodied shot full of holes but we have the spirit of victory and trump says 
in his whole talk, I'm the chosen one. I got elected. He looks up, and I'm, it's true. I mean, obviously, we're all chosen for what we do if we take the path. God gives us a path. The devil gives us another. Of course Trump's chosen. It's a phenomenon, and everybody can see it and smell it. And the devil and the enemies, the little snakes, they can't stand it. Let's go out to break with the president talking about being the chosen one and acknowledging God, that God chose to put him in that position against the enemy's whole operation. That is God. China's made $500 billion. $500 billion ripped it out of the United States. And not only that, if you take a look, intellectual property theft. Add that to it. And add a lot of other things to it. So somebody, excuse me, somebody had to do it. I am the chosen one. Somebody had to do it. And then he goes on to say, I was chosen by the American people to do this, but he also acknowledged God. It's that connection, the people to the leader, to God. You get evil leaders, they work for the prince of the air, the prince and principalities, evil in high places. If somebody's put in there because of the prayers and people taking action, then it's chosen by God. But here's the thing, it's our last chance. The cloning's going on, the abortion, the killing of the babies, they keep them alive. I was talking to a nurse about it. She started shaking. She goes, it's true. I know. I never thought of it. She was like, oh, I was like, yes. You don't want to be involved in murder, do you? See how the devil tricks you? Before you know it, before you know it, he's got you. Well, he ain't got me. Stay with us. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. I am your host, Alex Jones. The websites are newswars.com and infowars.com. Uh, what I want to do is, for the rest of this hour into the bottom of the next hour, I want to take 10 calls. That way nobody has to stay on hold too long, and then we'll open the phones up again after that for more questions for our biggest Google whistleblower yet, senior engineer, um, Fox News. Uh, he was just on Fox News this morning, so we're breaking through that electronic uh, Berlin Wall. He is going to be uh, here in studio with us. Also, Vox Day will be joining Zach Voorhees uh, and Matt Bracken. Uh, is going to be uh, coming on as well. So all of that today. But again, I want to open the phones up specifically on Trump's statement that he's the chosen one. Now, cut out five seconds long, you could say that it was arrogant. But if you listen to the entire statement, that two-and-a-half-minute clip we're going to play again in just a moment, he lays it out that we've been getting chewed up. We've been sold out by all these politicians forever with one-sided deals. And so I've been elected. And he goes, and I've also, he looks up, you know, been the chosen one to do this task. And a prophet's not known in their own country. But Trump is loved around the world by nations that have been under attack by tyrants. And again, I'm a big supporter of Trump because I've been sued and threatened and attacked and harassed over it because I know that he's doing the best job he can. And so they just heap more attacks on him, more attacks. Most other people try to hedge their bets. Well, I, I'm not hedging my bets. When Trump starts going sideways, the politicians around him, I come out of the gate swinging. But he's not Hillary Clinton. And I told everybody he's not going to push uh, the... Red flag laws, he's, he's coming to the Democrats saying, okay, what's your proposal? They say ban all semi-autos. And 
have psychological boards that decide whether you can have a gun or not outside of law, making them judge, jury, and executioner and jail warden. So it's very dangerous to even flirt with that, but that's what I was told Trump is going to do because it takes the wind out of their sails and then they never come with their so-called reasonable, which we know isn't reasonable, it's incremental, salami slicing. And then they shoot for the moon and they miss. They're greedy. They grab for it all. Like the globalists do in every place they control. Because as the UN said in its own small arms treaty in 2001, civilian ownership of firearms threatens the legitimate power monopoly of the state. Now that whole statement is very true except one word, legitimate. Civilian ownership of firearms threatens the legitimate power monopoly of the state. Take out legitimate. Civilian ownership of firearms threatens the power monopoly of the state, which of course it does. Mao Zedong, all political power goes out of the barrel of a gun. And if the people don't have a right to own guns, then they're not the lords of their own destiny. There's been no culture in history that had rulers and slaves where the slaves could have weapons. It's never happened, never will happen again. And so, yeah, it's a messy affair. And tens of thousands get killed a year. Hundreds of thousands get killed a year from cars and grounding and thousands and thousands falling off jet skis. That's the way the world. Thousands die every year rock climbing. More people die every year falling in their bathrooms than they do from guns. Are we going to ban bathrooms? How about banning existence? Because that's the only way to ever stop bad things happening. If you have children, you're putting them in the world to experience pleasure, experience triumph, experience humiliation, experience pain, experience visions, experiment love, and experience communion with the Almighty. And so you put them into the world so they can experience the third dimension. Their spirits can look through this rose-colored darkly that is our earth suits in the true transcendence that we're all experiencing. And the question is, will you transcend at death or will you fall? Are you going up or are you going down? Are you getting more complex or less? That's the choice everyone has to make. So again, here's this phenomenal statement by the president that's so clear and so concise and so smooth because it's true. Imagine how good it feels just to be able to get up there and not lie to people like Bill Clinton or Obama did. But actually get up there and tell them the truth. That's why they have all these shows. Trump's lying to everyone. Oh, we've got 50 buckets of gumballs. Every gumball's a lie. That's a carnival stunt. It's not true. It's their perception that it's a lie. Remember? Our truth over facts. Joe Biden. Our truth. Our delusion. Our cult. Joe Biden's like Tulsa Doom saying, come to me, my child, and the cult member jumps off the cliff and crashes down because that's her truth over facts, over reality. And then you see Talib, the leader of the fantastic rat pack, 
the rats that have left their sinking ships and then come here to perch and bitch and tell us how much we suck all day so they can be victims and get more goodies. That's why you can't run your own countries, because no one wants to build anything. You just want to run around killing each other, because everybody has a right to rule instead of build. And then we're told by these fallen, twisted individuals that we suck and we're bad because they know we've got those buttons to push. And then we'll then grovel to them. And they see something like Trump saying, the long surrender of America is over. And it's quite a fight. We've been surrendered for a long time. But you're seeing the real animating contest of liberty. Here is, again, the president's full statement on he's been chosen. He looks to God, chosen by God. Really? You think so, 45th president? You think God chooses presidents? You better hope God's choosing them. Here it is. So, the fake news, of which many of you are members, is trying to convince the public to have a recession. Let's have a recession. The United States is doing phenomenally well. But one thing I have to do is economically take on China. Because China has been ripping us off for many years. President Clinton, President Bush, and President Obama, and others should have done this long before me. My life would be much easier, although I enjoy doing it, but my life would be much easier if I just said, let China continue to rip off the United States, all right? It would be much easier, but I can't do that. We are winning against China. They've lost two and a half million jobs in a very short period of time. They want to make a deal. It's got to be a deal that's good for the United States. When they want to make a deal, probably we will make a deal. But if I didn't do that, and I'm not doing this. Somebody said it's Trump's trade war. This isn't my trade war. This is a trade war that should have taken place a long time ago by a lot of other presidents. Over the last five or six years, China's made $500 billion. $500 billion ripped it out of the United States. And not only that, if you take a look, intellectual property theft, add that to it, and add a lot of other things to it. So somebody, excuse me, somebody had to do it. I am the chosen one. Somebody had to do it. So I'm taking on China. I'm taking on China on trade. And you know what? We're winning because we're the piggy bank. Okay. And then he
violated my trust. That's why. He goes on from there to talk about how he was brought there by the people. But remember, China was set up by the globalists, so they have all the deals with the generals and the Politburo, the Central Committee, and they're sending that money all back, a lot of it to the Democrats and the globalists. And they all brag about this. So they sit around and go, we're such geniuses. The American century's over. China will rule the planet. The dragon century. And they're a bunch of traitors that should be prosecuted and then, after convicted, should be punished as such. And that's just facts. That's not me shooting my mouth off, folks. We all know what needs to be done legally. So I talked about this. I never got to it back on Tuesday. But here it is. It's just some of Khalib. Israel needs to give her free stuff. America needs to give her free stuff. Hey, can I show up in Saudi Arabia and get free stuff? Or Somalia or even nicer Middle Eastern countries like Jordan? No. They laugh at you. But we're all supposed to give free stuff. And you know, the Christians, the whole Middle East used to be Christian until Muhammad showed up. And then now you killed all the Christians and ran them out, and I'm supposed to kiss your butt, lady. I'm not doing it. It's you that ought to pay reparations. You want to say that if, if any white people ever own slaves, the Muslims still run slave trade, you wicked ah! whore. God almighty, that's, that's insulting whores. I apologize to prostitutes. Let's 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 play this maggot, this this engorged maggot, bitching and complaining, a psychopath, a sociopath, bare minimum, trying to punch our buttons because we have emotions. You big fat demon! Here she is. Oh, Young girl visiting Palestine to see my grandparents and extended family. I watched as my mother had to go through dehumanizing checkpoints. How about dehumanizing suicide bombs? citizen and proud American. Why are you crying though? That's not your grandmother. It's like Beowulf got a hold of that arm. No matter what Grindel did, it got torn out of the socket. You can feel it coming out. You're going to go creep back to mommy. <laughs> We're going to follow you right back to mommy. You get your milk. They were such good people. And so... You're named after the group that murdered them. And you've got a club, and you say you're coming for us. But let's continue with this psychopathic worm. Here he is. We, we did, man. We did. Holy Holy He's so intellectual. Look at the way that this dip is running his mouth. Justifying genocide right now. Like how how is this how is anything I'm saying controversial? Like we fund the people. Attack on 2016 coming up. Finish up with these calls and then just continue throughout the broadcast. Fox Day coming as well, Matt Bracken. But here's uh, one of these great little promo pieces that's up at MemeWorld.com that the great Carpe Dongtim has launched. MemeWorld.com. You think they blocked your memes? You think they censored you? They can't stop you sharing that URL. Victory. Or death, ladies and gentlemen. Here is the latest from MemeWorld.com. Okay, odds are you're one of the people in America who's better off today than three years ago. And now you've got some smug Democrat calling you racist and trying to jam one hand in your ass and another in your pocket. So at a time when taxes are down, jobs are up, and the economy is way up, it'd be nice if there were a candidate who had more to offer than making you pay for other people. Well, 
the eagle has landed. Say hello to President Donald J. Trump. People think I'm the guy that exposed all this? No. No, 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 no. This has been going on. This has been burning very slowly. And the fact that it's been covered up by the media means that they're they're in on it. And the rest of the media that kind of doesn't talk about it is because they know that, well, they've seen what happens when people talked about it, like in the 80s and the 90s. They get their careers destroyed and they get slandered and then they end up in prison. And, you know, people are scared to talk about this. And so as a result of this, like, conspiracy of silence. Um, that infects everybody else and that's mm -hmm. how they get compromised. Yeah. You wanted to hit something big, though, when we come back. Just tell us what's coming up briefly. Uh, we're going to talk about how we got here with the left, and we're going to be talking about cultural subversion, and then we're going to be talking about tactical operations on how to take down the thought police. This guy is smart cookie. Uh, Zach Voorhees is our guest, Infowars.com, Newswars.com. We'll finish up some of these callers, too, and then open the phones up for questions for him. Stay with us and spread the live feed. We're live at Infowars. Welcome back to the Alex Jones Show. Only way it spreads, like a virus, as CNN said, is you spreading it. Thank you so much for spreading the cure to the globalist disease, the anti-human New World Order disease, the pro-human future. Newswars.com, Infowars.com, Summit.news that Paul Watson's heading up, and other great sites like MemeWorld.com. That's not uh, a site I run, but it's a definitely a new exciting site they're scared of and trying to suppress MemeWorld. Dot com. They're even intercepting it when people message each other through WhatsApp, and they're like, check out Meme World, and then WhatsApp is intercepting that message and deleting it. That's the next level, your personal text messages, and still Trump doesn't act. We'll talk about it with the Google Insider, Zach Voorhees, here in a moment. But first, they're trying to intimidate us. Here's Joe Biden, who can barely talk, uh, molesting a microphone creepily. Oh, we'll show you the pain. Hey. We're awake now. We, we weren't under your control because we were intimidated. We were asleep, Biden. Here it is. He thinks he's being tough. But like everything else, he's always tough when he's not the guy getting hit. He's always tough when someone else is feeling the pain. And he's not. And he's not. We're going to make him feel the pain. What a creepy person. Oh, yeah, Trump's not feeling any pain. He's lost billions of dollars, over a thousand lawsuits against him. They're attacking his whole family. They're trying to put him in prison, trying to say he's a Russian agent when they're the globalist. I mean, this is an amazing point. Uh, Zach Voorhees, the biggest Google whistleblower. You say more is coming. I want to get into this, then calls next hour, but I want to get into your next big area where you want to expose how the manipulation takes place to a wider audience and really get people, as you said, the Socratic method to look it up for themselves. Very exciting perspectives you have. Uh, but specifically uh, the attempt to bully, the attempt to intimidate. I, I don't think I know we're going to see a lot more whistleblowers come out. I know that Google's been really scared of that. The New York Times, I had this New York Times serpent, part of this uh, operation uh, I talked to one day uh, in person here in Austin, and they came out of one of my court cases. And when I said, don't worry, the leakers are coming, humanity's awakening, you won't stop America, she started shaking. I mean, these people are literally like golem creatures from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and they get triggered really easily. And so the question is, like, wh why are there so many people that are in this state of mind? And the answer to that is um, a process called ideological subversion, which is a, um, an agenda-driven uh, toolkit of mind control. And the reason why we know a lot about this is because we had a KGB defector in the 80s by the name of Yuri Bezmenov who came and described and disclosed 
what the KGB were doing in order to uh, flip a nation and turn them into uh, Soviet Marxist Leninism is what he described. Well, it, 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 cultural Marxism to sabotage the nation. And people will say, oh, see, it's a Russian conspiracy. No, the U.S. working with the British, or the, the foundations in 1917 took over Russia and then psych psychologists and psychiatrists in Europe and the U.S., ran the attacks through the Soviet and then reprojected the attack out of Russia back at the West, just like the globalists run China today and reproject the attack. Right, and uh, Yuri Bezmenov was responsible for that ideological subversion program in Pakistan, and he didn't actually understand what the repercussions of what he was doing uh, were going to be, but what ended up happening is that all his friends got murdered because... Uh, not, not his friends from Russia, but his friends in Pakistan that he was talking to because he was he was collecting these intellectuals and reporting back to the Soviets what they were doing. And they all, all got killed. And so um, he came out and defected to the United States in order to warn us that this was coming to the United States. And so um, if we can load up that first video at Mark 120, what we're going to see is sort of the definition of what ideological subversion is at a high level. Here it is. Uh, the Soviets use the phrase ideological subversion. What do they mean by it? Ideological subversion is, is the process which is legitimate, overt, and open. You, you can see it with your own eyes. All, all you have to do, all American mass media has to do, is to unplug their bananas from their ears, open up their eyes, and they can see it. There is no mystery. There is nothing to do with espionage. I know that espionage intelligence gathering looks more romantic. It sells more deodorants through the advertising, probably. That's why your Hollywood producers are so crazy about James Bond type of, of, of thrillers. But in reality, the main emphasis of the KGB is not in the area of intelligence at all. It's info -war. According to my... Uh, opinion and opinion of many defectors of my caliber only about 15 percent of time money and manpower is spent on espionage as such the other 85 percent is a slow process which we call either ideological subversion or active measures in the language of, of the KGB or psychological warfare what it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves their families their community and their country it's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages uh, the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced they become by the, the basic class. values they become of the American, class. American Let's values. keep going. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Uh, for the last 25 years, actually it's overfulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas 
where previously not even Comrade Andropov and experts would, yeah. would even dream of such a tremendous success. Oh, yeah. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. And that's Antifa. Tell nothing to him. Uh, even You're if totally I demoralized. shower You're just... him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures. Even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he, he is going to receive a kick in, the, in his fat bottom. When a military boot crashes his then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation of demoralization. Right, and then it'll be too late. And, yeah, so, so it's really important to, if we can just pause it right here, is that um, a lot of people are like... What? I was there on that on Access TV 25 years ago. Were you? Yeah, it's great. I'm not bragging. It's just, I haven't played that in years. I'm glad you mentioned it. There's so many. There's so much footage. But it's dead on. And then once you start it, it keeps rolling. But it didn't come out of Russia. The infection was sent because the globals had a dictatorship. Once they took the czars out to do it in Russia, they did it in China as well. Then they redirect it back at us. Right. And so people are like, well, who are, who are they? Right. And specifically, uh, if you want to research this yourself, um, I want to ask a question to the audience. Who is the Tavistock uh, Institute? And... What did they have to do with the Beatles? And when you look at like their involvement, what you'll see is that a lot of these, what we thought were organic cultural movements, were actually designed by social engineers to capture the youth of America. And what they had was a long, multi-generational plan to change the perception of reality for the citizens of America. And that's all declassified. This is all declassified. It's, it's not an opinion. And, and it's not even so much what the music is, it's what the Beatles say politically. And of course, you know, John Lennon revolted against that. And at the end, we had the letters from Senator Strom Thurmond saying, kill this son of a bitch. And they did. They did. They got rid of him. And a lot of the cultural um, heroes that we have end up dying, uh, you know, before their time. And uh, Bob Marley was one of them, you know, uh, John Lennon. And if, you know, anyone who breaks free comes under danger like look at ye like he went you know off off script and started you know um, supporting donald trump and trying to wake up the masses saying the whole system is lying they to try you. to put him in a mental institution yeah and all of a sudden he's he's like oh he's in a mental institution that's that's all you heard about it and then you look in to you know what he was really saying and you're like oh no he wasn't he wasn't crazy he was just going off script and going against the manufactured narrative that's being pumped into the minds of americans and it scared him so much. We had to play a little minute intro promo when we come back. And, and so, so I, I want to open the phones up. Uh, uh, these callers are another subject, but it's all the same subject, divide and conquer and uh, toxic culture. So we'll take those calls from Ryan and Ronnie. Then we'll open the phones up again specifically. To always lie, SCW is always double down. Two books, we carry both of them. Along with, uh, you know, all the famous John Locke and Hobbes and so forth. <laughs> or Stefan Molyneux and I. But... The, what Zach did was exactly right. He he waited, he gathered information, he did his research, and then he took his shot at the appropriate time. And that is what terrifies Google. That's what terrifies the, the various converged corporations, is that there are literally hundreds, if not thousands, of people like Zach inside their operations. You know, a couple of years ago, 
or two years ago, I think Google canceled a company-wide meeting because they didn't want me publishing their uh, notes from the meeting on my blog. They knew that I have, I mean, they know that I have a line directly into their communication system. But, you know, it's not Zach. There's, like I said, there's dozens of Googlers who do not appreciate what Google is trying to do. And there's a lot more every day. Yes, exactly. Tune in. The fact that we're still here, we're not supposed to be here, folks. They're supposed to shut us down, then lie about us so that we're not on air, so they can then build a straw man. But we're still here thanks to some jumbo jet, the 20 hookers, like a little executive. I want to be here with a whistleblower. Transform into a political movement. So, and, and it's here. They're scared. They're trying to block it. I mean, Trump is a gigantic liberal. And if you really look at his policies and everything he actually does, it's very classical liberal. Not in the modern sense, but the classical Thomas Jeffersonian. Yeah, and the thing is, is that he's really doing a really great job. Well, he doesn't America. look down on black people or anybody. In fact, he's got a lot of black girlfriends. He 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 would see himself as being weak if he looked down on someone. He wants to empower people. Yeah, and I know that about. That's why they hate him. Yeah. He's the opposite of a Satanist. And that's the reason why that you know Google and these big tech giants are trying to scrub the internet and uh, make it so that people can't find you know, the pictures of Donald Trump with these black leaders throughout his career because that contradicts the manufactured narrative that is projected. Well, he onto trailblazed the bringing blacks into resorts and golf courses and these luxury buildings where there were like 90-year-old weird white people who didn't want to be next to white people that weren't rich and powerful. Let me tell you, you get around rich people, they hate everybody unless you're in a weird club. So they hate white people, Hispanics, blacks. Like folks think, like, oh, old rich white people don't like me. Old Chinese people don't like people that aren't rich like them, or old black, old rich black people. It's, a, it's an elitism. Right. But Trump isn't about the elitism. He's about everybody gets it. And it's really funny because, like, people say, oh, America's racist. And I've done my traveling. America's actually the least racist country that I've ever been to in my life. I mean, nothing okay? against China, but they're racist. Right. Japan's, oh, they're, they're, like, they have a bias towards their own, like, people, right? And, and. We well, take South Korea or Korea. If you're born out of wedlock, you're seen as a ghost child and subhuman. That's yeah. why they have to adopt all the kids. And oh, my sister's enlisting. She's a wonderful person. We adopted her because, you know, she was from a single mom. That's sick, man. And yeah. I think it's Asians. They're great people. But you're saying America's racist? <laughs> like, like I mean, what are they? Man doesn't let Muslims into the country, period. Like, what Like what are they judging that against? Like, America's racist. Like, in co- comparison to what? If we're the least racist Somalia of- selling sl- people as slaves today? Libya, you know, it's like go anywhere in the, in the country. Exactly, so I'm endemic. The lies, like we we are exceptional for the good things we've done. Yeah, we got powerful, we got corrupt, we've been bad too. But I'm just sick of the religion of hating America, teaching us to hate ourselves. It goes back to the demoralization. That's right, and 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 it's a tactic. It's being applied to the minds of American people in order to change the perception of what reality is. In and order that's what to what demons do, whether it's a corrupt girlfriend or husband or whatever. They tell you you suck. They tell you you did something bad. And all they want you to do is say you're bad right. and they're above you. Yep. And no, I'm intentionally not hurting anyone. I want to be good. I want to be with God. I am a sinner, but I want to be good. And I'm sick of hearing how I'm bad. And I'm not going to hear it anymore. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you're taking a stand. Do you want to take some uh, callers? Let's do it. You make me take calls. Let's go ahead and talk to uh, Google in the classroom. Chase in California. Go ahead, Chase. 
Thank you so much for taking my call, Alex and Zach. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank I've you. I've been an educator. I've been an educator for 15 years here in crazy California, and I want you to know that the last few years they've been putting into our school district the Google Classroom system. They give every student a laptop. They have to sign into Google, and everything that these students are typing, writing, looking up. Watching is all being collected by the Google database,、mm. and so Zach, I appreciate if you would talk about this. What are they? Notice Facebook the said we will ban you in the future with your social ID for what you wrote in the past. So think about that. Big、what? corporation is directly knowing more about your kid than you do. Right, and now they're introducing this new policy where,、uh, and it's not just Google; it's, it's multiple tech giants are introducing this policy where. They're going to.、Um, they can ban you from platforms based on your off-platform behavior. Okay, so what they're trying to do is they're trying to implement a social credit system, but lie about it. And they're just going to. It's called the totalitarian tiptoe, where they just make these incremental changes closer and closer and closer until all of a sudden we wake up and we're in a communist. But、country. you're right. Like here, here in Austin, the schools get Apple iPads or whatever, and that's all going back to the Chicom. Same thing with Google is going back to their. I mean, this is insane. Yeah, and so the thing is, is that you know, Google was painted as this really great company, and so they they wanted to like help educate the world with really cheap laptops, and so you know they they snuck it in. Everyone got in there, and now we're all realizing that Google's this really easy,、uh, evil, malicious corporation. And they're now more apparent than you are. Yeah, and now we've and now and now we've got to like you know deinfiltrate our. Our our country from this evil corporation. Because I wouldn't be against the school having computers for kids, but it's Google. Yeah, it's, app, it's them. It's their curriculum. Yeah, it's their curriculum. You know, and the thing is, is that you think that they're just going to open up the access for other. Oh no, they're they're、creators. tracking what you just like in WhatsApp at WhatsApp with Facebook. They're already blocking. You're sending out memeworld.com. It's here. They're launching it on every cylinder. Thank you, Chase. Let's jam in one more here. Aaron in Florida, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yes, Alex. It's an honor to be on the show. Thank you. Honor, sir.、Uh, Go ahead. Yes, sir.、Um, Zach, thank you for、uh, coming out with the courage. Come out, and I know it takes a lot, man. So appreciate that.、Um, I had a question for Zach. A couple questions, actually. Go ahead.、Um, I've been detoxing from Google,、um, so I've been using DuckDuckGo, and I've been using the Brave browser. And I was wondering, Zach, what you thought of those, and also what you think about cryptocurrencies, and possibly, is there a way to design like a decentralized search engine or video platform? A lot, a lot of great questions. Wow, a lot of great questions. Wow. If I can remember all those all those questions. So first off,、um, you know, Startpage and DuckDuckGo are great alternatives to Google Search. So if you're looking to detox from the Google Search, then you know I, I challenge the audience that's listening in here. To do at least just one Google's、uh, one search, not on Google, but with DuckDuckGo or StartPage, and us using that empowers those platforms. Right, exactly. And what we're what we're telling Google is that if they're going to censor us, then we're going to censor them.、Uh, your second question, which was, what do I think about the Brave browser? Well, so a lot of people used to like the Firefox browser, but then they started to、uh, get subverted, and they kicked the founder off. Well, the founder went to the Brave browser. He took the Chrome. Um, browser, and he、uh, he created his own version of it, which he called Brave. And when you go into private mode, it actually uses the Tor browser, which is untrackable. So I really recommend everyone use the Brave browser. 
Brave browser, brave browser, brave browser, brave browser. Or call. Who told you? Who told you you could be here? In my bed. Who invited you? Who invited you, little behind? In my bed. With your little kitty cat paws all over everything. Thank you. 